You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, so this is some of my best friends are Kabbalists, and this is part two of our discussion of Achashverosh. And here we really go into uh, the Kabbalah and of the Kamarna Rebbe's interpretation of this medrash that he uh, was familiar with. It's not a standard medrash, but it's uh, similar enough to the standard ones. But the turn that he gives it and the way he develops the verse, I think, will uh, give you um, a lot of food for thought and an understanding of of, of how the Makubolim look at the Sefer and, and get such uh, eternal important points from it. So I hope you enjoy it. This is part two, Achashverosh, um, from the Chachmas Asoyed perspective. I'm talked about uh, your uh, connection to the Commander Rebbe and in his uh, in his parish of Chumash, uh, I think it's in the back of Sefer Shmice, right? You have uh, that is, yes, it is. Uh, you have a separate Sefer on its own, which is the Kamarno Rebbe's uh, Bira Megillus Esther, uh, known as Kesem Ophir. And uh, without getting into why it's called Kesem Ophir, um, why don't we uh, do a little bit of of of, of Kabbalah today? <laughs> tiny, I, it, tiny uh, little bit. Yeah. Um, so the Commander Rebbe starts with a, an Agadita that uh, it's been hard to really track down, but others far and bring it as an Agadita's Chazal that um, where it says, I guess, Vayomer Homan Lachashverosh, Vayomer Homan is Midas Hadin, and Achashverosh, Zakarish Baruchu Sha'achris Beresh is Shalom. In other words, Achashverosh is a compound word of. Acharis, Achar, and Acharis and Reishis, which is you have the you have the Aleph Ches in the beginning, the Reish and the Shin at the end, and then you have the Vav in the middle, which is Shaloi. Shin Vav in the middle means Shaloi, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the way you would look at it. Aleph Ches is the is the Rashi, is the beginning of the word Acharis, and then the Reish Shin at the end of Achashverosh's name is Reishis. Or the Rishon, and then the, and then there's then there's a Shin Vav in the middle, which is which Shelo, and that's God, or our Kadosh Baruch Hu, which we know is again it's wrong to in this class on this program, I I committed a faux pas. I'm not going <laughs> to translate Hakadosh Baruch Hu as God because we know that's quite a, a term in itself. Kadosh Baruch Hu of Zeranpin and Malchus, Ze Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Sha'acharis Veracious Shelo. And the Pusik that's quoted to prove that, of course, flips it on its head. Ani, which is the Shiloh, which is the middle, comes first. Ani Rishon, Ani Acharon. So this is a, it's not so troubling right. because we've already seen before the Melech is, Melech is God. But here we're actually going into right. the name Achashverosh, not just the word Melech. And we're saying somehow this is also God, Achashverosh. That Achashverosh that we've been talking about is also God. So why don't we, uh, you know, give you? A, why don't you give a synopsis here of this idea, how that Chazal can be true from, uh, and what the Kamarna Rebbe tells us, how that can be true from a Kabbalistic perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's um, 
that's a rather tall order. <laughs> okay. Well, but, uh, you, I would, I would, I would like, I would like to start by saying one thing is, which is really a hemshich of last week, and I think the Kamarna Reb is also also says this too in his in his in his own way, and that would be that when you when you're talking about partzufim and 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 midos and and midos appearing in life, and you know you have to you can dis- distinguish two ways in which you do that. And there's there's one way which I don't think is actually the recommended way of doing it, which would be to go and grasp Hakadosh Baruch Hu directly in the world in things. Like, you know, you can get you can get very pagan with this because if you say, oh, yeah, this tree is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Oh, you know, this rock is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This, you know, so so you end up going, I think, in very in very wrong directions. We're actually commanded to avoid doing anything like that, you know. So the way in which you're going to find a Kaddish Baruch in the world is not by looking at Achashverosh and saying, "Oh, there's God." That would that would be that would be horrible. Um, and you know, even even Mekubalim would not uh, would not want to do that. But you can you can say something along the lines of this: that that you know, somewhere in the world of a Kaddish Baruch thought, you know, there are things, so to speak, Kaviyochol, and processes. Okay. And everything in Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mind, of course, is is Hakadosh Baruch Hu absolutely. And so are the processes in Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mind. So you have, let's say, if you have the the partufim of Atzilus or the or the or the names of Hashem or the spheres, you know, you can you can think of them as entities on some on some level. They don't actually exist in any way apart from apart from the Orion Sof that animates them and, and fills them. Uh, but and then you have the processes that they that they go through. Now, once you get outside of Oil Matzilus, one can say the processes are still there. The entities have kind of been left behind. So the processes have an ability to escape out of Oil Matzilus and 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 permeate the rest of Briyatsirasia if we are con- if we are conscious of them. Right. So once again, you know the the idea that I said last time that when you know when Esther is coming into a Hashvei, she is essentially she is essentially going into Davin to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But it's not it's not that Achashvei is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The process of taking your life in your hand and standing and you know going into this extremely dangerous place where where things could turn out great and things could turn out terrible and you don't know which way it's it's going to go and and you 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 feel that dread and that trepidation and the hope okay that is a process that is let's say part of oil matzilus but it can also expand outward and come into this world and you have to therefore be sensitive to what the processes are that you are engaged in right so it's not once again as if anybody is walking around and saying and saying uh, you know Achashverosh is 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 God and you know nothing 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 of the kind, but that you can perceive certain processes of Hashem's midas and attributes that are playing themselves out using the the vehicles provided by these by these individuals. So it would be kind of like a chess game. I mean, you know, the, uh, the chess board has got a king on it and got a queen on it and you know, the, but the the king is not really a king, it's just a piece of wood. You know, the queen is not really a queen, it's also a piece of wood, but because of the game that is being played, the process that is ongoing, these things take on a certain other dimension which would which would otherwise which they would otherwise not have. Okay. So 
and I, the, the drush about, about Achashverosh being racist for Achris means that Achashverosh here is playing a certain kind of um, role as Kesser. Right, so Kesser and and uh, the significance here of Kesser is that is that Kesser is something that that um, reaches from the very beginning to the very end. And there's the, you know there's Kesser is 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 always the beginning, and it's always the it's always the end result. So Kesser stretches all the way from the from the very ceiling of Oilam Atzilus down to the down to the down to the floor of Oilam Oilam Atzilus. And beneath the floor of Oilam Atzilus where the broken vessels and, and Mitsaitis are are um are are to be found. All right. And yeah, so so I think a, just to add to that, yeah. uh, from the Kamarna's own um and, and I have my cheat sheet over here because I have the Kamarna safer. Plus, I have you know a, a wonderful book, which again we we recommend you get this book. Not only uh, buy a complete set of Kamar Nachomoshim and find the uh, Kesemofir, but Kesemofir is actually available from all booksellers, and I, I can tell you they're not going off the shelves. <laughs> so for all you uh, uh, Nassian Kabbalists who are interested, um, the Kesemofir is actually available as a separate volume, and at the back of the Kesemofir. Uh, they actually give you a tamtis of each pasuk. So um, cheating, as I am here, I can tell you this is a very definite thing. Yeah, yeah. So the tamtis of pasuk aleph, and again, the first pasuk that introduces our our, our antihero Achashverosh, Bimei Achashverosh, Achashverosh, Hamolech Mehodu Viadkush Sheva Veeshem Umei Medina. So Vayehi Bimei. Is tsar, as we know from Chazal. Now, tsar, the, the greatest tsar is that you don't have tvekus to God. And the way you feel that tsar on such a primal level is by the machshava zoros, like the fact that you can't concentrate, the fact that your mind seems to be going in places that are ungodly and involved in averos, anger, um, sensual passion. So even then, which is the great tsar, you have to know that by he is what that you are bimei tsar is it's really achashverosh, which is from God, sha'achris viracious shalo, because the acharis, which is where you are at, you were right. feeling you're down, the you're down at the, the yuta tachtoina dealing with the broken vessels and the fallen right. sparks. Right, that's the end. Right. Whether it's not necessarily the end chronologically. Because in some ways our world is built on on, on a broken world, but it's acharis. Uh, the result, it, it's, uh, yeah, right? It's when the, you think about it, right, it's the right. It's uh, so the, the acharis, extreme opposite of the origin, and therefore you have to know that hmm, acharis, acharis, veracious. Even that part which you think you're so removed from is shalom, when it's right here. That even within your machshavas rose. And even with that world that you're looking around, that broken world that 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 haunts you, that that you are so frustrated that you're being part of, again, a little bit of a parenthetic here. Many people will look at, you know, the last two years as a broken world, um, you know, for better or for worse. Again, that, that that seems to be in many ways people's mindset. That acharis that we're seeing is really shallow. Um, and we, and a, a Jew, and and really any elevated human being needs to know that that God is there at that moment, and that it's all part of a plan that He's controlling and connecting, 
And that's what he says. That's Achashverosh Hamolech. Don't think that this moment is somehow part of a dross material that is part of, you know, some sort of ugly permutation. This is actually a locus here. He's being molech in this ace verega, and it's coming, may hodu, which is that great glorious beginning of the hisgalus of the or, ad kush. Kush until the... Well, we're not going to go there. But this, we, we, I, might, we, we might get Rabbi Becha for upset at us if we go right, there. But, 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 but Kush is the Acharis. Hodu is the Hod. Kush is the Acharis. And, um, and that's really Sheva Ve'esher Mameya Medina. How does that work? How does it work that what we have in this Acharis is really the total Elokus? Because as you say, Keser is no, it's Tchiloso Birosho. Right, so right, Kesser mm-hmm. and Malchus, Sheva the Esther Mameya Medina is really the Mida of Malchus. That's the Sora. Mida of Malchus of the of, of Sora and the 127 Mameya Medina. Um, and here he throws in something which is your bread and butter, uh, the Achurayim of Shem Adnus. The Achurayim of Shem Adnus turns out, if you do the, the math, it turns out to be 126. So it's Kufchov of Ah with the Orain Sof, which is the one. So you get 127. So so really what the Kamarna Rebbe does in this Pasik is really give us a tremendous first of all, he, he puts in perspective um you know these events which seem on one level to 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 indicate a nadir of 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 where we were spiritually as a people, right? Um, you know, whether it's you know, the Suda that's going to be described and the way you described it, or however, the debauchery, whatever it is, but also just in terms of um, as a template for for today, you know, God's name is not there. This seems to be, um, you know, Machshavis. Look, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, you know, before you, uh, uh, you know, you get to Mordechai and Esther, basically you're dealing with the uh, and then even in Peric Bays, I mean, you're basically getting the details of a harem, right? You're getting the mm-hmm. detail. You're getting the details. I mean, I mean, you are in. You know, it's 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 not a burlesque show, but it's basically you know, it's basically the sex business is what you're you what you're being involved in, right? You're you're getting a primer about you know these young beautiful women and then six months here and when they're called and you know whether the there doesn't have to be a description of what it is that happens, uh, Achashverosh does, but we realize that Achashverosh, you know, the Gemara says that we give him cover that at least he didn't send the women out in the middle of the night. He gave them that amount of dignity, but we know it was basically a test who would pleasure him the most, who would be the one he'd be most comfortable, and then he would send them away and they would be in their harem forever. I mean, and that's, that's the world that we are sunk into before Mordechai, you know, before, you know, again, Mordechai and Esther, we, we get introduced to them, but at the same time, we're not introduced to them with the mice of tzaddikim, right? We're introduced to them, and then what, what surrounds it is machshavay zorais. If anybody is really reading the Megillah and he's not 10, 5 to 10 years old, but he's an adult, he's, he's got fantasies in his brain, right? You know, of what's happening, right? So the machshavay zorais, I would say, are, are right there. It's almost like yeah. the Megillah, if, if you have any imagination, is basically being moiled these machshavay zorais. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I have I have a somewhat different I have somewhat different read on this uh, perhaps than than you do, but definitely I mean look definitely related. The the way that Ahasuerus functions in the narrative is that he basically arranges meetings between the various protagonists and their destinies. If it's a destiny for the good, if it's a destiny for the bad, sometimes this destiny is, imbo is, is embodied in another character, like Haman, Bull, you know, Haman opposite uh, opposite uh, Mordechai, or you know, or, or or sometimes not. And and basically, what he's doing is he's also taken all of Am Yisrael and brought them face to face with death, the ultimate end of of of, of Am Yisrael as a people and 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 the ends of the lives of the people of which Am Yisrael is composed, which is like an incredibly terrifying and horrible thing to contemplate even. And the the function of all of these meetings with the opposite of what you want is the the you know, the opposite of life, the opposite of goodness, the opposite of nobility, the opposite of holiness. All these meetings are orchestrated ultimately by this Ahasuerus character. And what you're supposed to understand here is that each one of these meetings gives you the opportunity to reveal a spark of Kedusha in the world and to redeem that spark. And if you redeem that spark, then you are, you start out in the Achris, you start out in the pits, and then you find yourself suddenly, suddenly, transformed and elevated to the to the pinnacle to the to the racious right and and therefore Akashverosh is an invitation to change your perspective about what you're confronting and it could it, it could be that even confronting ultimate death is something that you can that you can transform there's a there's a there's a spark in that too that if you can, if you can find it, if you could say, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in this, in this is in this end, in this ultimate darkness. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is here. This, there's a spark here. Then you can liberate the spark, liberate yourself, and find yourself suddenly voracious be, be instead of instead of bachris. And presumably, you know, the the physical, the actual manifestation of reality, which is going to which is going to result, will also change depending on how you on how you are. So, you know, so. Ahasuerosh is this person who basically makes shiduchim between people and their destinies, you know, and how we relate to that narrative of me confronting my destiny or confronting my biggest problem or confronting my greatest, my greatest, uh, my, my greatest antagonist and coming and, and, you know, realizing that, that spark of holiness is there, that becomes that becomes the major thing that Ahasuerus stands for in this narrative, which is, which is once again rather different than than Ahasuerus, the human being, which is you know not to be confused with with anything holy. Okay, so that's what I would want to say, and um, I think that's Machshava Zoros, uh, which the Kamarna Rebbe emphasizes. Um, you know, the reason why they are so deadening is because when they're over, you say. That was just fantasy, and, and 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 that shows how far I am from something real. I mean, the reason why they depress us, although when we are involved in them, these machshavazoros, these bechinas alchiros, um, if you don't have this idea that God was there in the in those machshavos, and those were actually uh, that was actually a catalyst to push you towards something else, then you do realize how fleeting they are, and you feel what what was I doing? Here was my mind. I was just involved in some world that doesn't even exist. It's fantasy. It's a death. 
because it's death because it didn't it didn't have any continuance because when you wake up from that fantasy what you realize is is that your body is getting weaker and as you say you're reaching towards death and you don't have the sweetness of the sense hey look what i, what, what, I, I it wasn't it was a machshava for god so a machshava czar the reason why it, it really is part and parcel of the same thing a machshava zara which again mm-hmm. you know whether well, it's the, remember Remember that the the, remember the commander Rebbe is 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 really dealing in his audience. There you have all these you have all these you know mikubalim that are trying to daven and keep running up against these machshavazar. So this is a major major concern of it. It's not it's not unrelated as you say. Machshavazar is an invitation to death. It's, it's it's the exact opposite of everything of everything that we're struggling for and and, and desiring. And and also the the Rebbe himself says a little bit later on, as you as you as you recall, that that at the moment that a person confronts the the spark and realizes what it really is, so then he realizes what terrible danger he is in, because either you can lift the spark up or the spark can drag you down, and and we, where, we, does, we just, where does the spark drag you to if you know it's into dissolution and and loss of self? But but the strength is in recognizing that that machshavazara that you had is also your chance. It's your challenge of the spark, right? Of of course, your challenge, right? So if you just see it as oh, once again, look what I am. I'm not a spiritual being. I just care about the orgies. No, you don't. Because there's a lukus here, and what you could do now is is realize achris voracious shalom. And that is really right. what you're what you're able to do now is maybe even bring something. You can even be like a Herculean effort, maybe, but you can do something which is like one of the tasks of Hercules that maybe a previous generation wasn't able to do. So an earlier mm-hmm. generation, because they weren't confronted with this acharis, didn't really have you know look what you're able to do by pulling this up from the depths and bringing it right. back. So we, we, and, and that could be that could make us feel that we aren't just uh, you know a generation without any yeah. uh, chance of of being liberated and, and, and having a geula. So I think that oh, there that's is... certainly that's certainly true. You know, and and people need to be a lot more understanding of themselves in that regard. The, the fact that a certain thought pops into your head doesn't mean anything about you personally. It means about it means what you're being challenged with. And in the in the machshav is a spark. So this might be different techniques of how to how to deal with it. Um, I'll just I'll just say kind of like parent you know parenthetically. Um, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I very very seldom ever have those kind of of machshavazores. I have you know when I when I daven the thoughts that trouble me are really where was God in the Holocaust kind of thing. So so it, to some extent my read of the Kamarna Rebbe here and where the sparks are hiding um is kind of like where I personally am in my in my uh, I, okay, psychological I, 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 development. Okay, from what I know yeah. from Hasidic but what I know from Hasidic literature and you know, although I think you're consciously sort of blanking it out of your mind, is that's not what they were talking about. They were talking about you know, either the the the, the actual taiva of the woman that, that might be in their head, or the taiva's mamon, taiva's kesef. That's what they talk about. Machshav is thinking about business or thinking about some uh, escapade or something that they had done in their past. Um, you know, it could be just the lack of being able to concentrate. But that's those were machshav azoros, uh, and I think the ones that you know, uh, the fact that you're standing in Shmon Esrei and your mind is thinking about who's walking in in the back is not. The terrible machshava zora that they're talking about—that's not the age zor, right? Um, you know, they're talking about something that I think is a little more, um, uh, yeah. in some way, you would say is, is much more terrible. And I think 
I think my take on it, especially considering again the first two prokim, I think it's you know I think I think it aligns yeah, with that. Yeah, but yeah. Look, I, re- I look, listen. I respect uh, you as the Kamarna expert here. Uh, let's just end with one thing, because next week we're going to do Mertzah Mordechai. But I do want to yes. just mention. I do want to mention what he says about Vashti. Um, and he says Vashti Amalka Osta Mishta Noshim when Vashti gets introduced. So he says that um, that there are clearly one of the things that we notice in this world that's the challenge is Rishoyim seemingly having it all. Right? They seem to have whether it's wealth or uh, you know other sorts of sybaritic uh, pleasures. Where does that come from? So he says it comes from something which again you, from the Anika of the Gvurois Akoshois. Because Vashti is not Acharis Vereshe Shaloi in the Hester. She represents the, 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 the tough Gvurois. And uh, that Mishta is what we are talking about. That Mishta is seemingly the Rishoyim who are being Misaneg in this Oyvam Haza that's called Besa Malchus. But what we need to know, and this is the hope that the Megillah is giving us, is that it's still the Melech HaChashverosh. Because based on the Kamarna Rebbe's interpretation before, that even what these Rishoyim are getting, which could definitely cause a person um, to be depressed and to say, what else? Look, look, you know, to ch- challenge his religiosity based on what he's seeing in the world. That's all from Achashverosh. So that's part of what we need to know. Again, um, at least he has Vashti as, as even a more devious a much more devious element, you know, uh, for us to look at symbolically. She's the gvurais hakoshais. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting, because Haman is midas adin, but not necessarily gvurais hakoshais, right? right? But but vashti, yeah. they aren't the same, right, Nelson? I mean, midas I adin. No, no, they're not. Although they're once again they're very strongly related. You know, midas adin is like a general kinoi for for malchus. Um, and and uh, the gvurasakoshes are like the mind of of malchus, or at least you know when they're when they're not in a we're not when they're not in a rectified rectified condition. So um, and, and, know, and 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 when closely did, related but not exactly the same. And 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 which in some ways you know when when the gvura when the dinam are so strong when it's so koshes, it does really cause the. This, 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 the oneg of the Rishoyim, which causes within us like this sense of dissonance. Like, how could that be happening? Right? How could these Rishoyim being misaning? How come I'm not seeing? How come I'm not seeing? Because you would think if Midas Adin is in the world, these guys should at least, you know, get their just reserves, right? But mm-hmm. what's, what's interesting is, at least from a Kabbalistic perspective, when there's a Shlit of the Gvura Sakoshois, Rishoyim actually are, do thrive at that point. At that at that point, I think the the idea of gvuros is well. First of all, gvuros is one half of das. You know, das is comprised of, of two sides. One is called chasadim, the other is called gvuros. Right, and as was once explained to me, gvuros is like the water that grows being. You know, even though even though they're really it's fire, but it's water, whatever. But but it it, it increases your sense of separateness and your sense of of being. Mm-hmm. So you receive gvuros in order to in order to 
Like, what is Mita Sedin? Mita Sedin means I'm me, you're you, and and uh, there's going to be a winner and a loser. And if you know, if, so if I if I imitative says imitative so that that sense of being somebody specific, as opposed to being just you know part of the you know part of the flow of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's chasodim. Okay, being a specific, separate individual who is completely responsible for their, you know, for for their, for their own uh, moral moral condition, and their and their own destiny you know, is is uh, that's really that's really midasadin. Midasadin akasha comes out when when your destiny becomes impossible to fulfill. In other words, when you're so when you're so locked into yourself that that success and rectifying yourself there becomes impossible. You know, I'm so I'm so me that I can't change anything about me. You know, and then you have then you have Mita Sedinakasha, which is which is kind of like puts a person beyond uh, you know beyond chuva. Um, and the the gvuras that that uh, that feed that um, mode of of reality are going to be gvuras that claim that there is no moral order to the world. You know, and why? So why should I change anything? You know, why should I just be myself? This is this is who I am. No need to change anything. Just you know, live life, enjoy it. You know, and keep, you know how what's the, what's the pasuk over there? And and uh, there's the pasuk. But but, but 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 you know, eat 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 eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow. You know, uh, for you know. tomorrow, we would die. I, I think the fact that that you know the Kamarna's you know take on Vashti as that aspect uh, really puts us puts in perspective. Um, how crucial Esther's replacement of her is, because mm-hmm. you know, because at that point, you know, and again for us when we see the 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 Rishoyim being misaneg, and we in a way I guess feel elements of Guru Sakoshes by realizing you know the Melech Achashverosh Achras Shalo you know can result in in that part being taken by you know, Esther. This is this is also this is also a spark that needs to be lifted up. It's kind of a different it's a different thing. I mean what's what's happening throughout the Megillah is that there's always there's a there's always a challenge to who we are versus something that really challenges our our sense of who we are or our our sense of our what we're meant to be, what we're meant to become. You know, even even the even the existence of the base of Megdish is challenged. I mean that's 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 like the secret Focal point of the of the of the Megillah is is, you know, is it Shushan or is it or is it uh, is it Yerushalayim? You know, which one's which one which one is going to win, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so well, so so we get to this. There's lots and lots of different ways of of perceiving well, the challenge. I, you know, the, the challenge of Machshav Zara ain't Hachinami. I mean, that's you know, but you have you know you have the challenge of of uh, of, of non-existence. You have the challenge of Amalek. You have the challenge of of of, uh, of the fact that the universe seems to have no moral compass, which is what he's talking about in Vashti. So yeah, and, but it's, but it's interesting that Haman, which and is Midas, you know, Haman, which is Midas Adin, especially if you say by Chazal that Haman is Mamuchan, the Midas Adin actually is 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 responsible for bringing balance here by putting Esther in that place. Right? If Vashti represents the excess of how the Gvuros have gone to this, this, this terrible place of allowing, you know, which is a challenge to us philosophically, but also in terms of, you know, how horrible the world can appear when these Rishoyim are being Romes and just getting, and, and, and there isn't any, doesn't seem to be any sign of Hashgacha. So putting the Midas Adin, Haman, the Midas Adin, bringing Esther back, 
or, or discovering Esther, the nomad, even though the means were through what we would call, you know, very um, uh, means that 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 the nefesh hayofas let us man. But at the end of the day, look what that replacement yielded. Not just hot solo mm-hmm. for us. Obviously, it was our hot solo. I mean, that's clear the story on 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 the simple level. But it also is a restoration of Midas Hadin, uh, you know, working in order to emphasize, you know, what 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 yeah. Malchus is. Which again, you know, as as Chazal says, Sora Kufchav Zion, who is Moilat Abbas, called Esther, right? Who and right? So All there right. you have that. Well, Nelson, we'll be back hopefully after today. Uh, we'll be back hopefully as we jump over Purim Cotton tonight, and uh, we'll get us ready for next week as we tackle Mordechai. Tackle so, Mordechai. All right. Merodachio. Yes, Merodachio. We'll be back next week. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 